Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to flashfilmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. This podcast is sponsored by flashfilmacademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Save 25% off your first course when you use promo code THAT25. That's T-H-A-T-2-5. This is a Flash Film Media Podcast. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up, because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Today's topic is talking about information, right? We're going to we're going to tell you how information can grow your business 10 times faster than anything including gear. So it's so important that you understand the value of information. So I am here to drill in your head the value of information. The value of information. Real quick, real real big announcement because I get a lot of emails on it. This live 30 code has has a shelf life of about another week 
and it's gone. It's out of there. So if you're looking for that promo code after a week, it won't be there. So I'm going to leave that there for a second while we get into it. Again, my name is Ty Turner, and I am here to help you guys grow your businesses, grow your, your, your video production and your photography businesses. Now, let's get right into it. When I talk about the fact that information is extremely important, it's extremely important in two different ways, right? There's two ways information is extremely important. Real quick, I'm using Restream. That was the question of what am I using? Um, information is extremely important in two ways. One, it's important. There's, there's two aspects to it. The first aspect is the information that you digest to grow your business. The second is information that you come upon to help create a product. So there's two lanes of information that you need to be. It's really three. One is the information you need to be a good photographer, videographer, podcaster, whatever type of content you create. That's a whole separate lane of information that you need to get your hands on. Number two is information as to how to run your business, how to market your business, how to grow your business, right? And that's separate from your product. Your product has nothing to do with your ability to market your business. Um, you know, often you, you can create a anti-aging pill that works 99.9% of the time. And if you can't market that, you will be a broke guy with the best invention ever. And you'll die and somebody will find your notebook. They will recreate it. They will market it and they will be trillionaires from something that you could not market. A lot of companies fail um, because they cannot market a product that's a great product. We can name a lot of things that didn't do well because it wasn't marketed well, but they were great products. Um, and things have, products tend to have a window, a shelf life, right? There are certain things that can make you a millionaire today that is non-existent tomorrow. If you had a cab company in the 50s or 80s, you probably were doing well. If you got a cab company today, you're not. So you got to be, you have to have an understanding of the, of the shelf life of the information that you have. Um, so, you know, you want to keep that in mind as you grow your business. That's right. Hit that like button when you get a chance. Good looking out. Good looking out. Make sure you guys hit that like button. So there's another portion of that that people don't flat out teach you. And it's how to get the information to build a product right now. If you go to your website, you have a list of things that you think people want. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. However, to have a to have better products, it's best to listen to people, right? When I came up with the contract course, I didn't think about it. People said, "Well, hey, we don't have contracts." So I created it. So you have to use the information that you have to create the ultimate product. That's why I go back to preaching that you need to have a niche. In that niche, you need to have beta testers. You need to have beta testers. Um, real quick, I got I to gotta address that real quick. Uh, you know what? Me too. I went to that school. We'll talk about that later. So you need to have beta testers, right? Listen, listen, listen. 
one of the most important things I could ever share, share with you. Major jewel alert. I need a graphic to say major jewel alert. One of the most important things that I could ever share with you on this channel is the fact that when you work with a client for free, footage should be the last thing you're going to get from that client. It should be the last thing on the list of items that you're owed for providing content for free. I know people are just thinking demo reel and that's cool, but you got to think bigger than that. You need to be thinking about your products. You need to be thinking about your system and processes, your systems and processes. You need to be thinking about your workflow. It's not just about doing the demo reel because having a great demo reel works. They'll bring a lot of people to you. They'll, they'll have people blowing you up. They'll have people calling you, but it will not have people calling you back if your systems and processes suck. So what do I mean when I say systems and processes? If you're new to business, it, it could be your first time hearing this, but what is the process to go from, I have an idea, we need video to final delivery. That's something that you don't want to eyeball. You don't want to figure it out while you're doing it. You want to have a system in place and a process to follow. Now, let me tell you why this is going to benefit your business so much more. It's going to make you very efficient, which means you're not spending a lot of time or labor dollars on things you don't have to spend it on. Two, um, it's you're able to bring in people and explain the process. You ever try to bring somebody in? You ever go watch your grandma make a cake and she don't really explain it? She's like, yeah, just add butter and just add sugar and just stir it. And you're like, well, how many pieces of butter? Like, how much sugar? Like, I don't know, a pinch of this. And you're like, I can't replicate that, grandma. I can't. I'll never be able to make your cake because I can't measure and understand fully why you're doing what you're doing. So my cake will never be as good. Even though grandma didn't did it a million times, she can eyeball the amount of butter that go into it based on the bowl size, or maybe she used that same bowl every single time. I can't replicate that because I don't have the instructions. I need exact instructions. When grandma can create exact instructions, I can create her cake over and over and over again. Often great recipes die with older family members because they have not provided the proper instructions on how to do it. I like to use this pan. And with this pan, I know that four sticks of butter and two, you know, they, they got it down pat. And you have to be able to get with her to understand that and write down those measurements exactly so that, you know, so that you can replicate that. Your business works the same way, right? When you go do a headshot, if you're doing headshots, you need to have a system in place. Hey, we arrive 30 minutes early. We set up within 15 minutes. We notify the client, uh, you know, 15 minutes beforehand that we're getting ready to set up so that they can change into their first outfit. We have them come in and we do this type of headshot first, right? Like for me, I do straight face, smirk, smile with every client. I do three different directions. We do um, feet pointing towards that light stand, head towards me, straight face, serious, smirk, smile. Every single client, straight on, straight face, 
smirk, smile. Feet facing that way, straight face, smirk, smile. Why do I do this, Ty? Well, some clients think they have better sides than others. I don't want a client not to be happy with images because we didn't get the right side. So if we get both sides, straight face, smirk, and smile, they have a ton of images to choose from. When I do headshots, I do this with everybody. I may also add a personality shot. Give me something crazy. Give me something just to throw in the bucket so that they can have it. Little things like that is what set me apart from other companies that do headshots because they get some wacky, crazy photo that's mixed in with all their serious shots and they keep that wacky photo. That wacky photo end up being on their Facebook page or something. I let them have that. That's why lawyers call me back to do multiple headshots because that little photo that they had, people love it. They like, man, where you get this crazy photo? And then next to it, they got their serious photos. And I've done this with mayors before who loved it, who absolutely loved that extra two or three shots. But you need to have that process in place. Now, when I send an employee out to cover headshots, guess what? That same culture, that same feeling, that same process continues on under the Flash Film Media brand. So that is something that you need to develop with your beta customers for free. That's something you need to develop with them so that when you get to a paid customer, everything is fine. Nothing impresses a customer more than having your stuff together, being organized. Nothing impresses a customer more than that. <laughs> we move from girlfriend analogies to grandma. Now. We're coming back to girlfriend analogies. I got to fit one in every live. I got to fit one in every live. So, so create that process. Write that process down. Make sure, because when you look at it on paper, you can tweak it. You can make changes to it. You can't make changes to something you're just eyeballing or, or just, you know, shooting from the hip. You can't improve it. You can't make it efficient. You can only try to do it every time. You may forget this. You may forget that. And once you write it down and you get in the process of doing it exactly like this, you'll remember it. It'll become second nature. You won't get there and be like, dang, I know I'm forgetting something. I hate being on set feeling like, Dang, I, I feel like I forgot something or I wish it was more shots that I can get or I wish, gosh, I just feel like I'm missing something. I wonder, do I have enough footage? I wonder, do I have enough B-roll? I hope I got enough footage to make this work. When you do a lot of the same type of shoots, you can be very efficient in how you shoot by creating a list and having that information together. But you got to practice and build these processes with, um, with beta customers. So that's another lane you got to build with beta customers. That's just the process. The third is the product. You got to talk to beta customers to find out what they want. Stop telling them what they want because they'll pay. Listen, people will pay a decent amount of money for something that you sell them that they didn't know they needed. They'll pay a whole lot of money for something they know they need. Let me say that again. People will pay a decent amount of money for something you sell them that they didn't know they needed, but they'll pay a ton of money for something they know they need, right? Think I'm, think I'm BSing you? Go to the doctor. Your doctor can say, oh, your cholesterol is high. I'm going to put you on these pills. And they can be like $300. And you're like, can I get the fake ones? No. I, let me get, the, I, I don't really care. 
my cholesterol ain't really bothering me. Who who cares? Like, yeah, I'll eat some Cheerios or something. I'll, I'll, I'll do something like that. I'll do something to figure it out. So when I come here and you run that test, you're not bugging me. But if you got chest pain, you'll pay whatever to get rid of that chest pain. You'll pay whatever to get rid of a pain point that you are aware of. Right. So when you go and you work with your beta testers, let them tell you what their problem is. Now, don't get me wrong. Still offer things, still offer other things around it. You're a doctor, not a drug dealer. Remember, you're a doctor, not a drug dealer. So doctors may say, yes, we're going to prescribe something for that chest pain. But to prevent that chest pain, we're also going to provide you with this. So be a doctor. Don't just be a drug dealer. Right. So. When you when you're working with clients, you want to listen to where where they're hurting. You want to listen to where they are hurting. Right. I've worked with clients before who we did some type of commercial shoot and their biggest pain point was, hey, we we're tired of using stock photography. We want more original photography. So guess what? Whenever they hire me to do any type of photography, right? Because they were hiring us to cover events. They were hiring us to do everything. New store openings, we would just get a boatload of photography. I would tell my, 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 uh, my employees, hey, grab lifestyle shots. Let's give these people a ton of images. We were dumping off two, 3,000 finished images for every four-hour event, three-hour event, five-hour event. We were just giving them a boatload of images, um, especially when we do new store openings, because we were able to help clients. We were able to help them get interaction between employees um, and new clients and new customers. During that situation, we did that because we had waivers on the doors that said, hey, if you had a new store opening, we're going to take images of you. We're going to use these images. So we were a little bit more flexible on um contracts and having the ability to use the likeness and pictures of clients and customers. The company took on that responsibility, but they needed a ton of images like that. So we didn't go to them and say, okay, we're going to charge you more. Nope. We just provided it. So now when anytime they have an event and they want anything photographed, it just pops up on my calendar. The invoice is automatically paid. They'll pay us for stuff that is in, February right now we'll get paid in full for stuff that's in February and they're and they're to the point where they're like if it doesn't go on for COVID don't worry about it just keep it don't worry about it we got on your calendar don't worry about it so the goal is to make sure you understand what the client's problem is and you provide a solution for that problem now Back to what I was saying with the beta testers, right? You got three beta testers. You should have three beta testers, three companies that you're working for for free to create a product to understand your systems and processes, right? You should you should have three companies that you're working for. There's a question that popped up. I want to make sure I got it. I want to make sure that that popped up. Um, working with a client, did some free photography. Now he wants to send some more products. How should I ask him about charging for the shoot this time? I have a call with them tomorrow. So let me let me get on that real quick. So you did some free photography. Now, this is this is always a touchy subject, right? Because free photography, is this your beta client? Did you get images for your reel? 
What was the purpose behind doing it for free? That, that would explain a lot. And listen, listen, listen. You need to explain to a client when you're beta testing them, when, you're, when they are your first free client, hey, this is the purpose behind why I'm doing this so that I can gain this, this, and this, right? This is a project thing. Now, I like to have ongoing beta clients. I just, I like to have ongoing beta clients because what one need, all of them need. So I know that I can create content or I can go after others who are very similar to that with the same idea. If you just shot for free and you didn't learn about how to create a product, then it was a missed opportunity and they're trying to take advantage of that opportunity again. So you got to be careful about that. Now, if you don't want to work with that client for free, if it's not an ongoing relationship where you can call them up and say, hey, how you feel about this, this, and this? Is this a good price? Would you pay that? Yeah, I would pay it. Then cool. If you can't do that, then that beta test is over with. Then they move into being an actual client. And the way I would explain it to this client is, hey, um, you know, you know, at that time we were beta testing, we were trying things out to build the portfolio. We've since then moved into a pay scale. We've since then moved out of beta testing. So let me write up a proposal for these items and provide you with that proposal. Boom. That's how I would do it with them. You got to switch. Um, you got to switch to uh, being a paid client. Kingdom says every drug dealer I know think they're a doctor. Hey, every photographer I know think they're in business. I I, I totally understand. Every everybody I know with the with the video camera that's over a thousand dollars call themselves filmmakers, and they are you know they are in business. Every freelancer I know think they're they're a, a, a full blown production company as well. So I totally understand. Business insurance. What to look for coverage-wise. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. It's off topic, but um, let's talk about that really quick. So there's two types of business insurances that I like, uh, that I like and use. One is for your equipment, which I'm going to be honest with you, if you have homeowners or renters insurance, I will get it covered under there. It's going to be the cheapest. If you go off if you go off and get some separate photography equipment insurance, they're going to tax the hell out of you. However, with your homeowners or renters insurance, you can go to them and say, hey, I have $20,000 worth of equipment. How much would that add to my coverage? They'll be like $14. Cool. Let's do that. If you go after a photography only insurance company, they're going to charge you $60, $80 typically to cover just your photography equipment. Why? Why do that when I, my, my homeowner's insurance, if my car get broken into, they'll cover it or I have my car insurance overlap. But my homeowner's insurance covers my vehicles or items from my home that are in my vehicles. That's one area of insurance. The second area of insurance, depending on what your niche is and what you do, is event insurance. Now, this is important when you work with bigger clients. I've worked with a lot of bigger clients that require a two million dollar policy and to ha and a policy that has their name on it. I use a company called Act Insurance, ACT Insurance. If you search for them, they offer in event insurance. It's pretty reasonable. It's $39 that covers a three-day event. So even if it's one day, that $39 is covered. Now, if you work with a client that requires a policy, then I charge that client $100. It costs me $39. 
I add them to the policy because it's a quick sign up form you do all online. Um, I add them to the policy. They get a PDF form showing that they are on the policy. So if somebody trip on a cable, some lady break her hip, tripping on a wireless live mic, you're covered. They're covered. Everybody's good. We had a photo booth we were renting out. I use a lot of this for that photo booth because people would get drunk and party in the booth and I'd go in there and they'd be doing cartwheels. So just to make sure, you know, you're covered, that is the way to go. It's called ACT Insurance. Excuse me, ACT Insurance is pretty dope. All right. Um, <laughs> maybe off t- topic, but related to insurance, I'm always scared to do hood music videos and end up getting a license to carry. Um, would it be unprofessional to carry a firearm? Hell no. I, I got one. Hell no. Not when you walk around with a $10,000 camera. Nope. Nope. I got one rule. If you snatch my camera when I catch you, you better hope you better hope the cops pull up quick. I'm just going to be real with you. Like, I work too hard for my stuff. You better hope the cops is there quick. I'm not calling them. So, but I'm from Detroit. So, you know, just want to be real with you. So, um, what website building service do you recommend? I like Squarespace. They they haven't offered me a sponsorship yet, but I'm definitely a Squarespace guy. If you look at the video I posted talking about um, how to build your business with your stimulus check, it talks about how to build a website and everything to copy for under $1,200. It actually covers a lot of different things, completely how to build the business from A to Z, so to speak, within a $1,200 price point. That is... That video tells you a lot about how to not only get a website, but get the copy for it, you know, how to post your images, things like that. Um, <laughs> no problem at all. Um, you know, so you want to make sure that when you let me go back to the information part just a little bit. You want to make sure that as you're growing this business, as you're growing this business, you use the resources that you have. You use the resources that you have. Beta test with clients. Pick their brain. Get to know their business. If it's in your niche, get to know their business. Understand what their business needs are. Then create products to fill those gaps. And boom, you're a hundred thousandaire just like that. Just by solving problems. Businesses to run a business is to solve a problem, right? You can get everything in this world you want by solving the problems of others. It's a great quote. I forgot who said it. But somebody important said it. Have you ever, um, wait, let me make sure I pull it up here. Have you ever had issues in real estate field where people are not liking your prices? They seem to be cheap, a cheap niche area. Okay, let me let me explain something to you because I want to change the mindset behind the way of thinking with that problem. I want to change the mindset behind it. And I challenge you to do the same. People who are cheap have not been provided enough value to move. Right. So, and we often, and I am guilty of this myself. And I, and I just want to be real. We often with our work, we just put it on a pedestal cause it's us. And we feel like this is, this is great work. You should be happy to pay this. When in turn, it doesn't, the value is not there. The need for the money for our pocket is there. Cause we want to live right. And we want to make what we want to make per shoot, but we got to do a better job at providing more value, 
right? And that more value may come in different forms. It don't just come in just better pictures. Sometimes it comes in better professionalism. Sometimes it comes in better appearance. Sometimes it comes in uniforms and and vans and trucks and letterheads and great business cards to show value. Sometimes the content is there, but everything around it is not. We've all ate at a place that was trash and the food was excellent. Customer service was bad. The table was dirty. The silverware was messed up. They took forever. They were loud. There wasn't no parking. It was dark, but the food was the truth. And we went there because we liked the food. Now, if they did better with everything else, we'd be willing to spend more. And we probably come way more often if they they look at those other areas. That's why. And, and I'm going to show you how important how those other areas are important. Right. Because we don't we don't think about it. But I'm going to use an analogy or a situation that I always use. Who sells more burgers than McDonald's? Nobody. You know, nobody sell more burgers than McDonald's. Who, who got a burger that's worse than McDonald's? Nobody. So how is this possible? Like, why why is this even possible when you sit back and look at it? Like, think about it. When was the last time you went to McDonald's and you seen them fry a burger? Like, shh. They usually pull it out of a drawer. You don't know where the hell this burger come from. They pull it out of some hot drawer. You see them make it, and then they just wrap it up. And you're like, who frying the burgers? I, be honest with you. Like, like, look, look, when you go to McDonald's, see who's frying burgers. Show me somebody on the grill. <laughs> when you next time you go to McDonald's, I, I challenge you to to snap a picture. Please send it to me on Snapchat or wherever. Send me somebody at McDonald's with a with a uh, that's standing near a skillet with a freaking that's flipping a burger. Please, I I want that because you don't. You see them pull it out of a drawer and they put that bad boy on the doggone bun and they wrap it up and they send it to you. The point I'm trying to prove is that McDonald's understands that people don't give a damn about a burger. You care about the convenience. You care about the consistency. You care about the location. You care about the price. All that shows value, way more value than the taste of the burger, right? The thing you came there for, you don't even care about more than you care about the reasons that brought you there. That's the importance of marketing, of showing value, right? It ain't about the product no more. It's not about the product. It's about showing value. It's about the business side of whatever you're selling. So nobody, no, you, you can, I can name a thousand burgers. There, there is a, a mom and pop shop that's near you right now that make a banging huge burger with a pineapple and an egg on it and all kind of crazy stuff. I mean, they are killing themselves to make this burger taste wonderful. Like they are, the cook come out himself and stand there with you while you bite it. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. That's how you look at like, and you like, mm-hmm. but they can't sell them burgers to save their life because they don't understand what's important about burgers. Burgers is not no longer, I mean, some places have good gourmet burgers, but they're not selling nowhere near a dollar burger is because McDonald's has mastered business. Just like Domino's mastered the delivery. Domino's is more of a tech company than a pizza company. So they understand that getting the pizza to you without you worrying about anything or dealing with a lot or being on the phone is more valuable than the actual taste of the pizza. The convenient factor outweighs the taste. Now, we still can give you a decent pizza that tastes good, but 
What's most important is the fact that you can hit a button on your phone, do what you're doing. You can see where it is, knock on the door, kids can eat, and you can go back to working. So, something to think about. Um, Hired a second shooter for help on a law project. He wants me to send him the contact. Uh, I sent him the lawyer with the pricing. Should I? Your second shooter wants your client's information. Hell no. Hell no, Cadden. Hell no. Where my other sound effect? No, that's that one. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Make sure he signed the second shooter uh, agreement. Yeah. The only contract he need to be worried about and had to sign is the second. That is absolutely right. Make sure he signed the second. Nah, bruh. It ain't happening. It ain't happening, pimp. That's that's what they say where I'm from. Nah, pimp. Um, So... You know, no. What's, no. McDonald's is not a burger business. It's a real estate business. Yes. If you watch the founder, yes. So to speak. Now it's a burger real estate business. You say the sound effects ain't loud enough? Y'all want more? There you go. How about that? Um, Good looking out. Good looking out. So, you know. You got to look at what you do. And, and listen, these are things that are going to separate you. Everybody leaving Best Buy with a rebel on up has stamped photographer on their resume. Everybody leaving Best Buy, they got one lens. They got a 50 millimeter 1.8. They found a way to make the backgrounds blurry. Bro, they can't, you, they can't tell them. You can't tell them nothing. Right. They are a photographer. They are at the closest train tracks or bridge taking pictures. I don't know why photographers go to train tracks and bridges, but they're taking the black and white train track photos that every photographer in the world goes to take once they get they they uh Canon Rebel, you know, with the with the what is it, eighteen uh what is it, what's the one? What's the stock lens that come with eighteen to fifty five, F four point five? They are there. Shoot. Um, see, I feel disappointed that the second shooter is there trying to snag your contact. That's not good. All right. Would it be a good idea to include the contract included with the receipt at the time of collecting a non-refundable? Okay, non-refundable retainer. Okay, let me let me tell you how I do it. When I send over a proposal, I include every contract there is to sign. And then there's one signature. I don't have them do multiple contracts. We created it with multiple contracts so that you can, if you need one or the other, but I send over a proposal that says this is, and my proposal is usually broken down like this. Let me give you a little tidbit because this is going to be something that's really big in the master course. My proposal start, go jewel, jewel alert, get your pen and paper because your proposal probably don't have this and I'm going to give you the game. All right. Let me get all the graphics off the screen real quick. Let me get all the graphics off the screen real quick. My proposal starts with who we are as a company. I know some of y'all are looking at me already like, dang, I, don't, I just got the name. A story, right? A short paragraph as to who we are as a brand. What's the process? After you sign this proposal, we're going to do this, that, and the other. The next step is we're going to set the date, yada, yada, yada. Pricing. Contracts signature that's how my proposal looks it's like a pamphlet right and break it down again story who we are flash film media was blah 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 and we did this that and the other we kicked butt and took names and 
yada yada, spazay, whatever. Next part. This is what's going to happen once you sign this agreement. And we're going to send out a non-refundable retainer. We're going to set up the date. We're going to, you know, assemble our team that's needed, blah, blah, blah. We're going to come out. We're going to shoot. We're going to block. We're going to set up lights. We're going to yada, yada, whatever. We're going to leave there. We're going to go home. We're going to process the footage. You're going to say go home and all that. We're going to provide you a draft within this amount of days. From then, you're going to have this amount of time to look over the draft, and then you'll have a time to make a revision. Right. We'll have three rounds of revisions. If needed from that, we will provide a final document to you that should be on or around this date, depending on revisions. Below is the budget is the pricing. Then we'll go into the pricing breakdown, itemize it. Remember, on my on my proposal, I usually put things that they didn't pay for. So what do I mean by that? Right. If they don't want a, a, um, a makeup artist, there's still a checkbox there so that they can check it. If they say, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with makeup. I didn't know it was only three hundred dollars. Let's do it. You know what? I think I'm gonna go with a teleprompter. I didn't. I didn't know if it was. It was only two hundred dollars. Plus, I got people who are not familiar or not used to speaking in front of cameras. So, yeah, let's add it. You know what? I think I will take a drone shot of the building. It'll probably help the video. I'll take that. Why do you do that, Ty? Why do you post stuff they didn't pay for? Blah blah. blah. I'm gonna tell you why. Because when you have base pricing, you may undershoot the amount of money they have to spend. And they may, you know, a lot of companies are like, it ain't my money. We got 15000 to blow on this project. You quoted me eight. I want the bells and whistles. Or some people just say, I want it. You know what I mean? People use freaking MacBook Pros just to get on Facebook and they go and max out a MacBook Pro and be spending $6,000 just because they got it. And they just getting on Facebook. Oh, you think this is a good, you think I need two terabytes of RAM to get on Facebook? Like, dog, your phone can do it. I'm going to get two terabytes of RAM just in case I decide I want to create a video game two years from now so it don't go bad in a year. Like, bruh, you're getting on Facebook, bro. You can get on Facebook with a freaking calculator. Like, what are you doing? So in my proposal, I list out everything, itemize it. I check what they got so the final price add up. Below that, they have the contracts, then a final signature. Can you have a checklist add on with HoneyBook or is it just proposal? I am honestly not sure with HoneyBook. It's been a while since I used that portion on HoneyBook. I'm honestly not sure. Somebody said you need two terabytes of RAM. What do you say? We can say you need two terabytes of RAM with Google Chrome. This is true. This is true. Um, do you write this in your contract or your email? So this is a part of the contract that's in the proposal. This will always be a part of the proposal. So the only form that you're getting from me, period, is two things. Proposal, invoice. That's it. Proposal and invoice. That's all you're getting from me. Today's drink of the day. It's Red Bull, sugar-free. Not a fan of them, but it is what it is. Red Bull is the reason I'm here today because I was going to go back to sleep. All right. So as you're writing a proposal, those are things that you want to keep in mind while creating that proposal. Um, And I like to give, I like to itemize it. Even if you, okay, so let's say you put it on HoneyBook and you put it on your proposal. Put it in gray. Gray it out. Let the con- let the, the client say, hey, uh, I want to add that. Or have a section of items that you can add, a la carte items. 
create that section. So client, you want to make sure that clients, you want to make sure that when you're itemizing your proposal, right? Never be as just a straight price. And I've explained this to you and I'm going to talk to you. I'm, I'm going to jump on it a little bit, you know, one more time, because if, if this is your first time watching or catching me live, or you probably haven't seen it, you need to know. So listen, when you itemize items, right? Clients are less likely to say no. You want to give people, you want to itemize it and usually give them two or three choices, right? If they just see $10,000 for video, it's like, no. If they see a bunch of items that add up to $10,000, they will say, you know what? Can we remove this? I'd much rather a client drop a, drop a, a video price down to $8,000 over 10 than to say no, right? Think this don't work? Go on Apple.com and look at a MacBook Pro and watch they give you three different variants with all kind of stuff you can you can change. They do it for a reason. Not to it's 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 hell keeping up with all that inventory. It's hell creating custom systems for everybody all the time. It's work. However, the sales gain from it is 60 to 70 percent greater because you're giving people options. Give people options. Don't just give them, don't, don't. Don't allow them to say yes or no. Take that away because this only, because now it's only a 50% chance you get a client. Never let them say yes or no. Whenever you're providing something to a client, give them options. Make them say, you know what? Mm, I can't do this one up here. We just don't have it, but we can start there. Cool. Don't ever let them say, ah, that's just too, no. Trust me. Your sales and your ability to close on clients will go through the roof when you're able to do it. Um, you know, it says, so you have about 40 courses. What combinations do you recommend someone to invest in to get the most out of what you offer? First, let me throw this on here for you. Um, I tell people all the time. The So I technically have a bunch of contracts and one major course, which is the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. That is the course that changed everything. Like when I, when I got a good demo reel, that's the one that changed everything. My car changed, the wheels changed, my life changed, my house changed. Literally when I got a dope demo reel that was based on my niche, literally, I'm not BSing you. Everything about my life changed. And it's crazy to even, to, to even say it, but that's the, like, that was the turning point like that. It changed for me so much that, I felt like it was important to notate it and put it out. That's why it was my first course. People were like, well, why didn't your first course a straight up business course? Um, because that's coming and that take time. But this little nugget of having a better demo reel took my business from doing $300 video shoots to doing 10 times that and have, and working with bigger clients simply because of my reel and understanding how to sell myself. So that course don't teach you how to edit a reel. We don't talk about editing at all. I'm not gonna say we don't talk about editing, but it doesn't show you techniques on how to edit and why and, and stuff like that. It talks about what your demo reel needs to be and how to get it there and what needs to be shown, what type of footage you need. Um, it talks about the information that you need to understand when you as a content creator, a media company, when you're trying to attract businesses that need media, this is what you need to display. And currently, if you're just displaying music 
and your hottest clips, you're failing yourself. It's you're not you're not. It's like it's like being a cake baker and you putting spoiled cakes in the window. That's not going to attract anybody. So that course is the course on like like if you let's say you got a camera and you just you want to start a business you want to grow a business i guarantee you if your website is okay if it's a wix website that is okay but your demo reel is legit it's going to change everything it's going it's going to allow you to um it's going to allow you to attract the business that you need to start putting some money in your pocket so you can reinvest it i'll put it to you like that right now i'm currently not using sling Questionnaire. Um, so questionnaires are big, especially if you use HoneyBook. Um, but usually I have an automated questionnaire. So on the website, you want to you want it to be as light as possible. You can turn people off by filling out too much, right? You want to put the questionnaire in the second stage. So with HoneyBook, when they fill out a light, hey, my name is such and such. Here's my email. Here's my phone number. This is what I'm interested in. Cool. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Because if you don't fill out the questionnaire, I know how to market to you, right? You're interested in photography, event photography. Cool. From there, HoneyBook automatically send them a questionnaire based off of what they selected. And this is things that I've set up in HoneyBook. From there, I want more detailed information. Now, something very important that you need to understand, right? If a client don't fill that out, they wasn't too interested anyway. So you've just earned the ability to advertise to somebody who may be um, interested in what you offer in the future and you've separated real leads from BSers, right? Now, why is this important, Ty? Well, who cares if I got somebody to market to? Because if you're spending money for advertising, a future lead is half as valuable as a current lead, but it's better than getting nothing. I don't want to bring people to my website. I'm bringing a thousand people to my website. I have no information and they're just gone. I spent money and I didn't get anything from it. It's, I didn't, it, it, was, it wasn't a good investment for me. So I usually, I want that. I want that quick questionnaire. If they're really interested and they're ready to move forward, um, I want, I'm sorry, I want the quick sign up form. If they're ready to move forward, then I'll provide them with a questionnaire with detailed information. I'll call them after that. I don't do it all by email. You got to call these people. You got to let them hear your voice. You got to use your personality. You got to let them put a name to the company, a face to the company. You got to tell them, listen, I'm going to tell you another jewel, another jewel alert, right? When you call your client, make sure that your business sounds big. And hey, I am the guy that's tasked to work on your project. From the whole time you work with this company, I will be the guy that you work with. Because I am the creative director and I have, I have been tasked with providing you world-class customer service. I have been the guy that's, that's, that's tasked to bring you this great. They don't know it's just you at the damn company. They feel special. Like, <laughs> I got my own rep. I am your rep here at Flash Film Media. When you call in to Flash Film Media, it's a prompt to press one for this. Press two. All of them bad boys go to the same phone. I'm like, hey, oh, you happen to catch me again. Wow. Out of all the operators here, you caught me again. Hey, I'm the guy that's working on your case, so that's perfect. I'm here to work with you. So it's something that you got to keep in mind. Listen, those things show value. Those things show value. 
You can't say you want $10,000 for a video and they call and you like, what up though? Oh, this money. Hey, how you doing? Don't work like that. You call AT&T like that, you will be canceling everything you got from AT&T, right? You will be canceling everything. People say they don't like prompts, but it makes them feel like they're calling a big company. People feel comfortable with that. I use Vonage. I pay like $20 a month for a business line. Don't just use your cell phone. You get a separate voicemail. You get a separate phone and it rings my cell phone when I'm not there. It rings both at the same time. Vonage. Don't go out and get a whole nother cell phone. Don't do that. You Then you got to carry two devices and it's a pain. Vonage is a business line. When you get voicemails, they go to your email. I got prompts where I use, I went on Fiverr and had somebody record the the uh, the voiceovers for my, for my dial-in. I got a lady with a British accent. It sounded expensive to me. I did it. You're calling Flash Film Media. Dallas Premier Production Company, blah, blah, blah. Bond, James Bond. Press one for customer service. Press two. Them boys go to the same line. I'm just, I just want to be real with you. But those are things that show value. So when I say my price is here and somebody else say their price is there and they go and call them and they're like, yeah, we here. Hold up. Let me, the dog barking. Hold up. It's completely different than somebody's pressing one to get to my line. And I'm like, Ty, Ty Turner speaking. Oh, yeah, I'm hey, I'm I'm the rep that's working your case. I'm glad that you wow, all out of all the operators, you got me, huh? That's great. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Must be a sign. <laughs> and they're like, you wow, I can't believe they love it. So listen, that's just that's something you can put in your back pocket and use to show value. You wonder why people why you're attracting two hundred dollar clients? Because you're putting out a two hundred dollar image. You just gotta be real with yourself. You got to be real with yourself, man. You're going, I'm, I don't want to be a YouTuber that's going to BS you and tell you something totally different. You, you putting out a $2 product. So you, people are offering you $2. You want to make people feel like they're getting a steal at that high price, at that reassuringly expensive price, right? You want, you want people to feel like they're getting a steal. I can't believe I'm getting all of this for $10,000. Bro, you want to get in on this? You want one too, 10000 Hey, you want one? They give me all of this for ten thousand. Okay, we want to get three for thirty thousand. Cool. You're in a market where, you know, you're in a market where it's not a lot of overhead in what you do. Make your money. What about Google Numbers? Um, I used to have a Google number. It's okay. It's not as good as Vonage. The only benefit of Google is free. But if you don't use it after a while, they, they disconnect it. Vonage is much better. Vonage um, is like Google where it rings your, your, well, let me tell you this. First of all, you want to have a separate phone. I want to have what's called, I call it the money phone. When that phone ring, it's money. Everybody in my house know to shut up when that phone ring. Kids be diving over stuff, getting me the phone. Like, here, here, here. They be tripping over stuff. Answer it, Dad. So you want to have that. It's like my bat phone. When it rings, I, I got fill up hue lights that turn green in the house, everything happens. Um, and you want to answer that phone. You want to know when some, when that phone ring, it's a client, right? Google voice goes only to your cell phone. If I'm not near that phone, then it'll also, it'll ring my cell phone as well, but it'll come up in the app to show me that it's from Vonage. If, and it'll show me what, what extension they press. They may have pressed customer service. Thank you for calling flash phone media. 
where we provide world-class customer service. This is Ty speaking. Thank you for, for calling Flash Film Media. This is Ty, creative director, here to help you get started on your project. Who am I speaking with? Now I know what to say depending on who answered. Those are things that you're so accustomed to as a consumer. You don't, Sometimes you forget that they show you show value. You've called places and they're like, hello, please hold. And you're like, oh. And you call places where they've walked you through a system. So it's important that you work to present that with your business. Those are things that show value. You tired of getting paid, paid pennies? This is why you're getting paid pennies. Because you're not looking at the big picture. You're not looking at the business side. You care more about a lens and the new A7S 3 than your phone system. You're willing to spend more money on a lens than, than what it would cost you to have a phone system for three years. You spend more money on a new camera body that also shoots 4K, like the camera you got to shoot 4K. This one shoot 4K 60 instead of 4K 30 than investing in your website, investing in the copy that's on your, your website, investing in pamphlets and handouts and business cards. You care more about that stuff, and that's why you will be the guy with a bunch of old depreciating gear that's not making you money. Because a lot of people assume that because I have this gear, somebody's going to call me and pay me. No, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. You can go buy a $100,000 tractor if you don't know how to use that tractor and advertise your ability to, 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 to use that tractor. You're just a guy with a nice tractor in his lawn with flowers growing up around it. You have to have the ability to grow the brand, to market the brand, to build the business. It's You can go rent gear. You can't rent a business. You can go rent every piece of gear you got. You can't rent the business. Keep that in mind as you grow the business. Um, let's see. I love the name uh, Serious Films, but afraid that misspell of it looks unprofessional. Same with my image. I dress as professional as I can because I'm not having, uh, but sure not having dreadlocks hurt image. Okay, dreadlocks won't hurt the image no more, depending on where you are in the country, right? Because you can do neat dreadlocks. It depends, bro. I'm going to be, listen, I'm just, we're going to shoot it straight. If you got the big flat dreadlocks, if you got the Cam Newtons with the seashells in it, it may be a little bit of a problem. It's not game over, though. If you got neat dreadlocks you can put in the man bun, ponytail, you probably good. Now, will the misspelling of the name hurt you? Yes. Depending on who your client is. If you're shooting rap videos, it's cool. If you're trying to shoot Coke commercials, it could be a problem. It could be a problem. Not saying that it's something that you can't overcome. I'm just saying that to make things a little bit easier for yourself. Listen, business is a bunch of little stuff. It's a bunch of 2%, 1%, 2%. It's not, there's not, there's very few big things you can do to impact business. Demo Reel is one of them. Demo Reel website. Those are big things, but there's a lot of little things, right? A name like that could be a little thing that reduce your sales by 5%, 10%, 2%. That's all I'm saying. A lot of people, a lot of people putting out a $200 image. So, you know, let me see. How long have you been in business? Um, and how long after you opened Flash Film did you go full time? Just curious. I think it would be valuable for many of us to know it's not uh, overnight. Okay, even with gyms, that is a great question. Let's 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 capture this. Let's jump into this one. Okay, um, I talk about my story a little bit, and I started with 
doing a lot of um, word of mouth stuff. Word of, word of mouth is, I got a whole video coming to word of mouth. It's not what you think. I built my business um, really looking at the, like wondering why I wasn't getting business. Like I have pictures of presidents on my website. Like why am I not getting business? You know, and I'm going to be real with you. I have my picture on my website. I'm thinking, is it because I'm black? I'm in Texas? Like, what is it? My camera skills are legit. Like, I'm doing it. Like, you know, I go one day and work for GE, and I'm shooting stuff with trains, and the next day I'm at, you know, Toyota, and then it will just dry up. And then it dawned on me, like, what am I doing to get business? Like, really, what am I doing to get business? What am I doing to get business other than sitting here with my camera feeling entitled to to people, you know, entitled to feeling entitled? I feel like people should find me and give me their money because I got at the time a 5D Mark II because I can shoot video. I feel entitled. I feel like I'm that dope where you should be looking for me. It don't work like that. Nothing works like that. You don't win a race if you don't run. You can't just show up to the race like, I'm the fastest. Why I got to run? I sh- you should be happy I'm here. That is a mentality that you have to get out of. You will not make it. If you feel like because you have a red or whatever, and because you shot a dope video that you're entitled, everybody should be wanting to give you their money, do me a favor. Open another browser. Go to craigslist.com. And put your camera for sale. Cause you're not going to make it. This, this business is 90% marketing It's 90% business and marketing 10% photography period. If you can't market yourself, you will not make it. And listen, don't punch real, real, real nice. Don't, don't jab. Not even a punch this time. It's going to get harder and harder because more people are getting into the industry. Creating content is becoming cheaper and cheaper. You got to compete with iPhones and iPads. You got to compete with all these little damn cameras that follow you around and zoom in and people think that you can do a live session with that. You got to compete with that. How do you compete with that? By having great marketing. The same way movie theaters compete with Netflix and HBO and cable and direct TV. Movie theaters have been in, they've been around for years because of trailers. Trailers got better. Go look at movie trailers from the 80s. They were trash. They were trash. Tom Hanks in big. Bling, 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 bling. And you're like, I don't know what it's about, but it's Tom Hanks. I want to see it. Now, go look at a movie trailer for a movie like Tenet. It's like, dog, that movie looks dope. Movie trailers and marketing is why movies still exist. The old trailers from the 70s were trash. The the audio was trashed. It was like car chases, guns. This is the movie. Come check it out. You're like, okay, that don't work today. You need to pull people in with marketing. You need to pull people in with trailers that make people say, dang, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen. So you have to realize that it's not going to get easier, but it's not overcome. It's not something that you can't overcome. You can overcome it, but you need to pay more attention to the business side then you do gear, right? The reason, let me, let, me, let me break it down to you. The reason you even care about gear is because you've been marketed to. Because they're doing a better job at marketing than you. 
Canon tell you you need 8K. You like, I need 8K. How many TVs do I got that I can watch the damn footage I just recorded? None. I can't even watch it. Most of y'all can't even don't got a 4K TV, a true 4K TV. You got a TV that's UHD. If you got a 4K camera, you don't got one monitor in your house that you can hook it up to and see what you're paying for with your camera. You looking at the back of the screen like it look good. Because you've been marketed to. Because you've been told you need 60 frames a second and 8K at 12 bits in raw. And because you've been marketed to. These companies do great jobs at making, they do a great job at making you feel like you need this gear because a lot of people don't understand that the gear is not what makes you money. The gear, the marketing is what makes you money. People think if I have better gear, I will make more money. I will get better clients. There's a lot of you right now with, with crop sensors thinking, if I get a full frame, I'm going to kill the game. They're going to want me to shoot. It, it don't work like that. It's not even noticeable. You, I was killing the game with an A6500. I ran my whole business with two A6500 for years, video and photo. It's a lot of people who think that. If I, if I can get to, if I can upgrade my camera, Bro, if you got a 5D Mark II right now, you should be able to kill and compete with any type of photography that's out. A Canon 5D Mark II. Easily. Easily. You got you to gotta get out of the consumer mindset and get into the business mindset. If you're looking to spend more around the holidays than you're looking to make, you're on the wrong side of that puzzle. So grow the business. Understand how business works. Grab some business books. I got a few on the website that you can check out. I like Audible. That's my thing because you get a little bit extra. That's just me. But you want to make sure you get out of this consumer mindset. Get out of this entitled mindset. Um, you see, I know a lot of people who say the camera they've been using um, for years is now suddenly bad because new cameras and better autofocus. And bl- Listen, we, we've been marketed to. That's why every YouTuber in the world, every YouTuber you follow, happen to have an A7S three six months before it come out. They doing hands-on reviews. They all like it. Okay. Read between the lines. Okay. Everybody? Everybody. Everybody got a cat in R5. Everybody, all y'all. Where's my where my button at? Everybody got a camera. Everybody. Okay. Read between the lines. Do you really need AK? No, you can kill a game. I'm shooting on the C100. Do I have other cameras? I got other cameras. I do. Mostly for filmmaking. But you don't need crazy gear to get out here. And I've provided, I've built the business to pay for the gear. I don't, I don't got to go put in... 120 hours at a job to come home and buy a camera that's going to depreciate in value, right? My cameras have shelf lives. There were business purchases. I know when I'm buying a new camera based off the shelf life, based off me getting a return on my investment. That's going to be 20 times what I paid for it. And at the end of that shelf life, if I choose to upgrade, I can. If not, I don't got to. Pure profit after that point, right? So... Something to think about. Did a whole wedding with a 50 millimeter and a 30. That's that's some skills, bro. To do a wedding without a 70 to 200. 
maybe during COVID, because you can get close, that you're a brave man, bro. You're a brave man. So, um, I want to make sure I didn't miss, um, miss some. Okay, Joshua says, Josh says, if you had a grand for marketing, how would you use it? It depends on your niche, right? It depends on your niche. Um, in most cases, I would go to Fiverr. I would create a, I would have someone created a Google advertising campaign for me, right? To optimize it, to, to do the keyword research. Why? Yeah, you can go, listen, you can go on Google right now and set up a campaign. Google would love for you to do that because you know what you're going to do? You're pretty much sitting at a slot machine at that point. You're pretty much at a slot machine. There's an opportunity for you to do it right and win. But the great, the, most times you're going to just lose your money or you may break even. You may put in a dollar, get a dollar back. Find somebody. And I, if you go to Flash Film Academy under... Um, services and gears we prefer you'll see a list of people that i have used and like on fiverr let me see if i can go to the page without it playing the audio yeah if you go under gear and service list you will see company i didn't want that to happen you will see companies that we've used on fiverr um to create google ad campaigns let them create a google ad campaign let them do the research and then you invest the rest of the money into the budget that way you get a higher return on investment. Can a person do video and photo solo at the same time at a wedding? Okay, let me break this question down because this is a twofold question. You probably can, but I never would. You can't create anything really creative um, doing both. And what you're really saying is I want to check for both. I don't want to have to bring nobody in. You can have a stagnant, stationary camera capturing video, and then you're moving around taking pictures. The problem with this is this. If you can't afford to put two people on it, you're not charging enough. You're, you're, you're lowballing yourself. You're lowballing yourself way too much. And you got to tell people, bro, you got $1,300. You can't afford video and photo. Which one do you want? Because $1,300 ain't going to get you both, not for eight hours. And then I got to edit photos and edit video? Nah. That situation is somebody saying, yeah, man, just give me an extra 300 and I'll just, I'll grab both. Nope. If you want it done right, you got to pay. You're only going to have one, ready, one wedding, right? Hopefully. You're only going to do this one time? Get it captured right. So I would never do that. I would never do it. Even if their budget was $5,000, i am going to bring in somebody to catch a video. And listen, bringing in a second shooter is not as expensive as you think. There are a lot of people who are trying to get into weddings that would be willing to come and shoot for little, if not free. I like to pay people. I don't like people coming for free. Um, and, and they can capture the video while you worry about the photography. But I would never do both. The only reason that comes up is because you have people, you have one or two things, photographers and videographers that aren't charging enough and they're trying to cut cost or you have clients that don't, that can't afford it. Right. Don't, don't undercut yourself offering a bad product to make an extra two, $300. Tell people, no, Hey man, we can't do it for that price. Go on. If you, if you have honey book, go on honey book and post um, in the community tab that you're looking for a wedding videographer and set a price. This is the price I got. I got three fifty. So five hour wedding. Somebody going to want this bread, period. So, um, 
I was on a shoot yesterday, and there, and there were two Ursus, two Black Magic Pockets Cinema 6Ks. And I'm sold. Can't afford them right now, but I will, I will acquire them soon. Yes. And nothing wrong with that. Set your goals, right? It will come to you. It will come to you. Set your goals. But don't let the camera determine who you are. Don't let, don't let the camera. One of my favorite, one of my favorite videographers. Um, and I'm his name was Brian Childs, one of my favorite videographers. And he, you know, we're friends on Facebook. We talk every now and then. And sometimes he watched the channel. One of my favorite guys ever. He probably don't even know this story. When I was in the military, there was an artist that I like, and I wonder who shot his videos. And I found out that the shooter was a guy named Brian Childs. And I found out this dude was shooting on a T2I. Here I am with a T3I, thinking I, I, I need to upgrade to the 5D. I need better cameras. This guy had a T2I and had world-class videos. I've always looked up to that guy secretly. He don't even know. But he's always been a big inspiration. Um, and I like to have him on the channel at some point, but... I was just blown away when I started doing research on him and looking him up and I was in the military getting out and I was like, dude, this dude is the truth. So, um, I think he's a Dallas art Institute graduate. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but always looked up to the guy and and he kind of showed me like, it ain't about the camera. And even talking to him, he was like, yo, that was just what I was comfortable with. I knew that sensor. I knew how to work that camera. I knew how to expose correctly. So trust me, you can kill a game with an iPhone right now if you know how to use it. So something to think about. Um, you may already covered this. Would you list prices on your website? No. I will list packages, though. I will list promotions, but I'll never list prices. I'm going to tell you why. It ain't got nothing to do with the competition shopping you or none of that stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with that. If a customer wants to know your pricing, They are somewhat interested in your product and service, right? I want the ability to market to you so you can get my prices. I'll do a proposal for you, but it's after I get your name, email address, phone number. Trust me. Listen, 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 listen. You are missing a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. If you're not building your email list, I'm going to say it again. Let me give you some time to get your pen and your paper. Give you some time to cut down the radio or do whatever. You are missing a whole lot of money, a whole lot of money. If you are not building your email list, if you don't got a list of people who've come to your site that are interested in your services, people aren't always ready to buy and they forget about you. So you got to stay in their face. Girlfriend reference coming in three, two, one, on your Facebook timeline, your Facebook friend list, is a bunch of people who were in relationships at the time, and they out of relationships, and they like, you looking real cute. That's what an email list do. They looking like, dang, that guy was a bum. How you doing? I see you uh doing your thing on, you know, how you doing? It's a farming system. Your email list is a farming system, right? You're missing a lot of money. You're missing tens of thousands of dollars by not growing your email list. When people come to my website and they want to quote, they want to know about pricing, they have to enter that information. That is my trade-off. I am going to 
There's nobody that want to know your price that ain't looking for content. Every single person that fill out that is a potential lead now in the future over and over again. They may not choose you now. They may go with another company. They may get, you know how many clients I got go with another company because my price was too high and they went with that company and it was trash and they came back like, yo, we, we just, we took the cheat route. I'm sorry. We ready to spend real money now. We took the cheat route. Yeah, we paid for it. It was bad. And we were out of 5000 So the 10000 the 12000 you quoted us, we ready to do it. Oh, that price has changed because you quoted it last year and I was 15 No problem. We understand. Man, we should have jumped on it then. But we paid dearly. And now we're ready to pay the real price to have it done right. I, I probably get one of those a month. So you want to build that email campaign. Build it. Build it. Build it. I'm telling you. It's money waiting. It's like a savings account. You market to them people over and over again. Hey, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Happy New Year. Hey, Ty from Flash Film Media, first of the year. Time to update those headshots. they like, dang, I ain't think about that. You're right. It's there. Easter time, well, I'm sending out stuff per holiday, per quarter. Christmas coming, make sure you got your product photos updated. Blah, blah, blah. I'm doing it all. So it's something to definitely think about. You want to make sure you get something for those prices. Don't put your prices out there for free. Something to definitely think about. All right. Um. So real quick. Okay, so you mean to use the website contact form to put people on an email list further down the line? Yes. Yes. Whenever people contact you, they're going to be added to your email list. Yes, they are potential clients. Yep. Um, when doing real estate cinematography, would it be wise to go after agents or the firm they work for? The firm they work for, they have the money. Definitely. They have the money. Alex asks, do you have a course on email marketing? No, but that's a good idea. I may work on that. That's very important. Let me write that down. I may definitely do that because there's a lot to it. Let me write that down just for you. All right. So, the, I mean, there's a bunch of little things that needs to take place to grow the business. Understand the business side. And having that information is everything. All right. Um. We're going to get ready to wrap in a second. Go ahead and wrap it on up because, you know, my website is mostly promoted to realtors. Um, Can I get in with other businesses without them being turned off about my promotion to other niches? Nope. Nope, you can't. Think about it. Would you would you go to it? You know, would you buy hamburger meat from a from a fish market? No. Not unless it was super cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, you, you want to buy a BMW, you now go to the Chevy dealership. And don't get me wrong, they probably got a few used ones on a lot, but they're probably cheaper than what you can get over at the BMW spot. But if I want a BMW, I'm going to BMW. I'm willing to pay top dollar at BMW. I'm not willing to pay top dollar at Chevy for a BMW. I don't care if it's brand new somehow and they got, they peeling plastic off of it. I'm not doing it. Nobody at the Chevy dealership can talk to me about BMWs if I'm a BMW guy. 
They, no, I don't expect them to. I only expect to get a BMW from a Chevy lot if it's a steal. Literally. I bought a Cadillac from an Acura dealership. It was a steal. Not literally, though. So, you gotta, that's how you got to present it, right? People spend top dollar when they buy from specific places. If I go to True, what's the name of the uh, paint shop? Like, I, I used that analogy before. If I go to a, give, give you an example. Give you an example. If I go to an Italian restaurant, I'm willing to pay way more for Italian food than if I go to a restaurant that serve a bunch of stuff. It just is what it is. Like, I feel like if I go in and it's decorated, it got Italian stuff, it got Italy on the wall, you know, it's, it's dimly lit, it's candles, they pouring wine. I'm like, <laughs> uh, let me get the, the pizza. How do you pronounce that? Pizza. Pizza. Let me get the pizza. I'm going to spend more than if I go to a place that sold everything, the wing shop. So the more direct you are and the more your business speaks to your niche, the more reassuringly expensive you can be because you're a specialist. Specialists get that bread. Generalists don't. They can only compete in price. So um, can a $5,000 base rate work um, targeting niches are doctors seeking crowd crowdfunding investments. Listen, your base rate can be anything depending on the amount of value you offer, right? It's it's not about the dollar amount. Doctors got it. You just got to prove to doctors why they should spend it. Just like Mercedes proved to people why they should start, why they should spend 300000 on a vehicle. People got it. Nothing's too expensive. You just can't afford it. Think about that next time you see something and you're like, man, that car, 300000 that's way too much for a car. I can go get a house. We could be living. No, it's not too expensive. You just can't afford it. Change that. You change it by, you change it in your life by doing bigger and better things, but you don't see the value in it because you can't afford it. But, but usually doctors can't afford a $5,000 base price if they see the value in it. There's a there's doctors that that added an extra stripe to their car for for more than that. They was like, let me add the red stripe. Thank you. Let me get the red stitching in the seats. Value, show value, right? If you can show value, then yes. Appreciate the the subscription. Good looking out. Masterclass is coming. If you are a gold member, we talked about it last week. If you're not a gold, that, actually, that video was public. We made it public. So you can kind of look at that video and see where we're going. Gold members, we're going to lay out. We're going to lay it out. Um, if not this week, definitely next week, we're going to lay down everything we got for the master course. And we're going to yay and nay it. And we're going to see what you like and don't like. Listen, we're also going live on Thursday. Gold members, they can pop on. We do a video chat. So it's more face-to-face. So if you are a gold member, um, Thursday at 7 p.m. Reassuringly expensive. That's the bar. Lloyd, good looking out. You know, it's all about growing the business. Please speak on full sale experience before you go. You know how like, you know how like your mama tell you that if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Where's my full sale. That's all I can say on it, man. That's all I can say on it. 
Because watch, they ads are going to be popping up in between my video. <laughs> they ads going to pop up in between my video. Watch. Um, I'll just say this. And this goes for any, any college. No, no college is teaching you how to run a business, even unless you go for business. They're not teaching you how to build it from the ground up. They're teaching you how to work for somebody. And, and let me break down a conversation I had with a friend of mine, right? You don't, everybody, like if you ask people what's good money, everybody tell you their idea of what good money is. I, I, I had a dude tell me the other day, I make thirteen fifty. That's good money. Okay. If you don't own a business, if you don't own a business, if you don't own a business, or you're a very high ranking executive, you honestly don't have a good understanding of what good money is because there's people making so much money per minute that are average Joes that don't drive nothing flashy that you, you would, you would be, your mind would be blown. There is raggedy truck electricians that are making so much money simply because they own the business. You wouldn't even be able to wrap your mind around it. I know people who have mom and pop shops that have a savings account that's over eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, easily. Own the business, own the business, own the business, own the business. I would rather work for myself, owning the business, making fifty thousand dollars a year, than to work for somebody else, making sixty. Own the business. Somebody said, "Ref for high school." That's what's up, Cody. All day, Detroit Public Schools. I blame it for everything that I do wrong today. So I love Full Sail. Went there for audio engineering. Audio engineering may have been worth it. Digital cinematography. Where's my button? Um. Yes. <laughs> Would I be willing to play some basketball with a few of my gold members in the future? Heck yeah. I'll, I'll hoop every Tuesday. If it ain't raining, I'm going to go hoop today. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Um, let me answer this question and we'll get ready to roll. Ravon says, how do you narrow down a niche and which niche? Okay, this question is, is based on two things. Two things. It's based on a lot of things, but we're going to touch on two, right? Number one is, it's based on what you love. You got to do something that's passion-driven, that you want to talk about, that you want to learn about, that you're into. If there's no passion, you're not going to... You, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out if there's no passion. Two, it's based on your area and your economy, right? Don't do horse videos if you're in the middle of the city. It's not going to work for you, right? Find a niche that's based on something that can help your business be successful in the environment, all right? So those are two things. Passion is everything. You can monetize anything. You don't believe me? Go to Home Depot. Go over in the fertilizer section. Go look at a bag of cow poop that somebody called fertilizer and they monetized it. They were on the porch drinking sweet tea. The cow was just pooping and they were like, you know what? I'm going to bag that and I'm going to sell it to Home Depot and I'm going to be a millionaire. Because for some reason, that tree that all the cows poop under is growing like crazy. That grass under that tree is amazing. I'm going to bag that poop and I'm going to sell it. And somebody sold bag, bags of 
cow poop. And it's called fertilizer, man. And it makes some money. All right. How many hours of shooting should a normal 90 second promo video take? It that that totally depends. It totally depends. Masterclass is coming third quarter. Probably around Black Friday. That's my non uh that's my sneaky wink. Feel like something wrong with me. Anyway, with that being said, I'm gonna get ready to wrap for today. Listen. If you've learned anything from this video, if you learn how to tie your shoe, if you learn that you should go look for people frying burgers at McDonald's, I guarantee somebody send me a picture of somebody frying a burger at McDonald's. I'm going to give you half off, of course. The first person to do it, I'm going to give you half off, of course. Straight 50%. If you can send me a picture that's recent, it can't be from 1976, you got to go in there and take a picture of somebody frying a burger. So... You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go do it. Um, If you've learned anything from this video, I hope I was able to drop some jewels. I hope you're able to lead with some knowledge. Listen, let me be really with Let me be real with you. Not really, but let me be real with you. YouTube doesn't do a good job of promoting videos like this because I'm not talking about A7Ss and Canon 5Ds and whatever. I just want to be real with you. So if you can share it, if you can like it, if you can leave a positive comment, if you can do all of that, all I ask is if you got something from this video to do one of the three, help us grow the channel. With that being said, make sure you listen to the podcast, which uh, we have up and going. Um, with that being said, I'm going to wish you all a good week. Gold members, I will see you in a few days with the Thursday live. You guys be safe, wear your mask, do what you got to do, social distance. And I will see you all in the next video. A lot of great content coming next week. A whole lot. We're working on that. All right? Y'all be safe. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com. 